Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. You've tuned into I Work For Him, the mouthpiece of the faith and work movement. We're your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Thanks for being with us today. I just want to remind you, if you are listening to this show, there is an option for you to actually watch it on our YouTube channel. So go to YouTube and find I Work For Him. And we'd love for you to subscribe and get the notification so that you can stay up to date on all of the video content of our shows. Thank you so much for being with us today. Well, and it, you know, if you want to see Martha, of course, you don't really want to see me. I've been told for decades that I've got a face for radio. <laughs> All right. I don't think there's a question that our public servants often get the least amount of public appreciation. Today, we're going to talk about public school teachers. Teachers often get paid okay, but their work environments can be tough. Being an educator means dealing with administrators, school board members, parents, and the least of their trouble, the kids. In today's public school environment, can you even be a Christian? It seems like there's a large outcry about people sharing their faith, their Christian faith in schools. Martha and I are here today to let you know that there are lots of Christian educators, and we're going to hear from one today. Craig Olson and I grew up in the same youth group 30 plus years ago. We lost touch after Martha and I got married and moved away. And a couple of years ago, we connected on Facebook, and recently we actually had a conversation on Zoom. Craig has a great story to tell about how God is using him in his position in the public school system in Minnesota. Craig Olson, welcome to I Work For Him. Well, thank you, Jim and Martha. It's great to be with you today. Well, so we're going to talk all about you being a public school teacher and hear that whole story. But first, we want to hear we want to hear how you connect your faith. We want to know how did you and why did you become a Jesus follower? Yeah, so Jim mentioned that we grew up in the same church. Uh, I, I'm so blessed to have a family that were that part of our growing up was going to church, you know, reading the word and uh, our youth group was really just I can't I can't I don't even know how I can describe how important it was to have a youth director who really taught us that we we need we could live for Christ in the in the uh, high school. And it was hard. It was hard. I was I was thinking I was like Peter sometimes where maybe I might be quick to deny my faith. But, uh, you know, I, I just where I am today because of my family and the, the moorings that they where I grew up. Mm. So talk about that. When did your faith actually become a part of what you do on a daily basis in your work? When did you start to make a better connection there? Um, boy, I tell you, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story that because I identify with the prodigal son who left um, and my my faith walk during my 20s and 30s and even into the 40s kind of up and down. And I wasn't always living the way I knew I should live. And the prodigal son, though, he came back and he wanted to even just serve. So there was something in his that he never lost. And I never lost my faith, my belief. But it, and I did start to teach when I perhaps wasn't living as where I am today in my faith walk. But um, it, it just uh, it really, my story started really to the next level. My faith walk when I got married to my wife. Uh, now it's when I met her actually about 14 years ago. Let's and give Kelly a shout from, out. Hey, hey, Kelly, shout out to Kelly. <laughs> it, it changed from being a Christian at work and that, that impacted my work, but to, to being more an active uh, worker for the Lord. And that's been a trajectory that's that I'll talk about. 
So why did you become a public school teacher? Because that's not a calling for just anyone. You know, I was naive when I was uh, young and we were young. And I thought that if you didn't know what you wanted to do in life, you went to college. And if you finished college, you taught whatever you studied, (laughs) history or whatever. So it wasn't until uh, later that I, I just trying to figure out what to do in life. I thought that I wanted to be a phi ed teacher and there was a guy at work who was an adapted phi ed teacher, special ed. And I was exposed to, I went to his school and thought I could do this. And I really was wanting to make phi ed gym class fun for everybody because it could be a traumatizing things for people. So that kind of what led me into education. So what, Go ahead. Yeah, I, I'm just curious, what is it about being a teacher, you know, for a lot of people right now are sitting in the seat of a teacher because they have to, you know, as a parent, maybe. Um, what is it that you love the most about your job as a teacher? Well, I'm really blessed uh, to work. So I worked in special education, especially with the older students. That's my niche. Um uh, I work with a fantastic colleague and we talk to each other about she shares with me what she likes. She talks about how I can I'm relating, you know, I'm relating to the students and trying to get to know their interests and try to build those towards career interests and match and things like that. So I just love trying to help young people trying to f- figure out where they fit in this big new world that we have <laughs> mm. so what is it about your job that you maybe it's more of a struggle maybe let's just say you don't love it what, what part of your job don't you love again i was naive when i was a young teacher and uh and uh, as as time wore on and i became more deep in my faith walk i noticed a, a, a difference between what perhaps the the uh, union would, you know, sort of the agenda sometimes, you know, so the, the political part of it, I have struggled with over the years, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think that's people struggle with that all, all probably all the time. All right, listen, we're talking with Craig Olson, a public school teacher in the St. Paul School District up there in Minnesota, where I grew up. Craig and I grew up in the same youth group. We reconnected after many, many, many years, many decades uh, between when we first met and since today. Uh, We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with more with Craig Olson. Hats off to Mrs. Connie Johnson, my eighth grade English grammar teacher. She taught me how to write sentences so that I could one day write a blog. In fact, every week I write a blog from what my father has laid on my heart. It's always short and to the point, and I hope impactful for you just like it is impactful for me. We include it in our weekly email that also includes all the shows that we release on podcast that week. So it's kind of like a bonus email, blog and podcast links. Awesome. IWorkForHim.com. Click on blog. All right, we're back with Craig Olson, and he's got a story to tell. All right, Craig, we've talked, we've given a little background to people. You're a public school teacher. You work with special ed students. Uh, you have a, you've been doing this for now. It's 25 years, right? That, oh no, it's actually I've been in St. Paul 25. Now this is my 31st year in education. All right, so that's a long time. So obviously, you found something that you liked. How long, you know? You started to incorporate, and you said that your faith started to become more real and more an active part of your everyday life after you met Kelly, your now wife, and you had Christian, your son. Talk to us about what does it look like uh, for your faith to impact your work as a public school teacher? Um, 
what what really changed for me, I, I was in a position of leadership, and a, a gal who was a, a strong believer was in a high school, and her name is Lynn, and she's a huge part of my story. I mentioned to her, just to power a suggestion, I never thought she'd leave her high school. I said, Lynn, would you consider coming to work with us in our smaller transition program with older students? And short story is she did, and it was working with Lynn five years, having a, a believer, passionate believer and follower of Christ on staff with me just I never wanted to do anything else after that I always wanted to have that um, you know we didn't talk faith every day but when I needed it she was there and I guess that's that's what really started me on this you know this road to uh, incorporating faith into my job at a much higher level than I was. So talk about that road. Like, what does that look like? What are some of the things that God has really um, prompted you to do in your day-to-day? Boy, there's so many different things, but I'll just try to hit some of the highlights. Um, The Lord brought all these people into my life, and that's part of my story is just the connections that, and just... Jim and I talked, there's just no other way you can explain some of this than God actually working events out in our lives. So I met some educators. I learned of some some national education uh, folks that, that are trying to support people like me. So what it looks like in, the, in my job is uh, we have now a Bible study group that meets on Zoom. We've done that a couple of years. Uh, we have a, another group when there's not a pandemic that met once a month just as a prayer group after school. Um, and yeah, that's a few of the things. So how has that impacted your work environment when you started really letting your faith flow for out from you as a manager, as a supervisor over or a, a leader of other teachers? How did that start to change the culture that you operated within? Um, well, it's it's interesting how our how our paths go because I was leading uh, which was a very stressful job, and the Lord just offered. I needed a change, and He He created one for me, and it took a lot of stress off my plate. At the same time, where I was starting these Bible studies, so. Um, but I think an important part was Jim is that when I started becoming more bold in my faith, is that I also reached out to people and just tried to be more friendly to everybody. Here's an example. I put a flyer up in the copy room that said we were having a prayer breakfast in August when we came back. So this was the end of school. Uh, God put this on my heart, I'm sure. We're going to have a back-to-school prayer breakfast about a week before school. And I put that, my principal let me put that up in the copier. Um, I wanted people to know and just have, you know, have positive, because they're seeing me in a new light then once that publicly goes up there so i wanted people to i just felt compelled to share god's love with everybody so that i think hopefully that answers your question well i mean it's one thing to put up a flyer though and say hey we're gonna have a prayer break it's another thing to keep that faith going on an active day-to-day basis because there are going to be some people that are going to like craig we love the fact you're living out your faith in your work now and there are other people who are like craig whatever Come on, you remember the good old days before this Jesus freak stuff that's going on in your life now? I mean, how do you balance it all? Well, I'm a work in progress. I mean, I'm in, uh, you know, <laughs> aren't, we I'm all? aren't we all right? Um, it's a journey that's, you know, I'm comfortable talking about it, but it's just far from over. It's I, I'm far from where I think he's got me going. Um, so 
that said, um, I, I think I just sense a lot of silence, you know, and just a, a, a little bit of uh, let's take Facebook, for example. I'm much more bold in my faith sharing a verse that's impactful to me. And I might my get five likes, but if I put a picture of my son horseback riding, I have 35, you know, so it's, I just think there's a lot of silence with people when you start to be more bold, but you know what, when you do that, as you two know, the bird and this light, I really feel that it's just, once you just stop trying to hide and balance your life, I'm living for Jesus. I'm a disciple of Christ. It just doesn't matter. So you know, you said earlier in the interview, you were talking about your students and just the, um, like helping them to see what the future might hold and getting to know them. So, you know, just from that, um, it sounds like you very much care about what you're doing for the students, but then also for the people that you're managing now. Um, how many people do you have that report to you? Like, just to give us a perspective. Well, that part's changed a little okay. bit. I was leading a team of about uh, 12, 14 different people. Um, and that's the, that was the, so I don't think I could do what I'm doing now. Uh, uh-huh. I think I was so overwhelmed with stress, you know, and I feel for teachers who mm-hmm. are in the, you know, really in the thick of it because it was really hard and it's hard to think of one more thing to do. So the Lord opened up a door where I'm now I'm a work coordinator and I have a lot of autonomy and I'm also, I go around, I'm working at St. Paul College a little bit. So I feel like um, the freedom has just helped me to, um, you know, grow in my faith and yeah, sure. I don't know if that answers your question. Well, I mean, okay. how, do you have student interaction anymore? I mean, you, you said you're a, a work coordinator. Do you get any of that direct student interaction anymore? I do. I do. Uh, I work with, uh, so there's actually a lot more um, student interaction. Be, well, my, my numbers are lower, but they come from all the high schools. They come to my program. So I work with a lot of high school people from the different high schools. So I'm working with students on their career goals and things like that. And then part of my time is up at St. Paul College and other students come up and I teach them about career exploration while we're up at the college. It's kind of a unique position that I was blessed Mm, with. That's so great. So because you um, have such a, a, a compassion for people and a passion for Christ all at the same time, do you see yourself as a pastor? Do you see yourself in a position where God is allowing you to uh, to serve the people around you in that way? Absolutely. I just, I know that he's equipping me. I'm trying to write a book and maybe I'll mention it a little bit later, but it, I really feel like when I feel like when I started that process, I wasn't a equipped to write a a faith-based book but along the way because of the doors he's opened um i feel like uh i'll tell you a quick story i have i'm affiliated with a church that has an online prayer a zoom prayer meeting every single night since the pandemic started in march that has just i can't tell you how impactful that's been so i'm kind of like the prayer leader in our groups which would never have happened had I not gone through all those experiences and been um, sort of mentored along by the pastor. Hmm. And we're talking, today with, we're talking today with Craig Olson out of the St. Paul, Minnesota School District. He's a work coordinator, works with special ed teachers and students, and we'll be right back with more from Craig Olson. 
Unlike Jim, I didn't dream of being on camera. I was content to play piano and sing in a choir. Who knew that today Jim and I would have interviewed over 3,000 people and created tons of podcasts and videos, helping Christians to unlock God's purpose for you and your work. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube. I work for him. All right, we're back with Craig Olson, and we're talking about his life as a public school teacher, which everybody knows is one of those underappreciated public servant kind of jobs. But what's been fun, Craig, is you once you started living out your faith at work, once you started letting it flow and, and not be covered up by your sleeves anymore, you started running into a bunch of other Christian educators within your school district. What did you do about that? Um, well... So it's it's kind of a multi, <laughs> there were a lot of things that were going on at the same time. I ran into a group that uh, they're the Christian educators and something called the tent makers that, that are training people to be uh, Christ followers in the school system. So I met them at the same time. Our group just continued to grow word of mouth, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, and I met one of my mentors, reassured me that's an okay way to go. You know, you start a group and it grows uh, and numbers are just continually added as we go. I mean, eight, eight in, a, in a Bible study group to me is, is a wonderful amount of people to have. Um, you might not want to have 20 because it's not, a, you know, as you know. It's, it's not going to uh, be as intimate when you have 20 as when you have eight. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. So the, the Bible study, it just kind of came... This is not like some organized, you're not part of some major organization. You just, the Lord just led you to start a Bible study. I mean, isn't that what it is? Um, well, again, that came from this church, Endurance Church, which uh, I, there's a story how I connected up with them. It's, I kind of have two churches. And the t- Anthony Bass is the pastor, and he teaches an inductive Bible study method. And that Bible study changed my life. I Seriously, I was in a... In, in my probably my 50s and I had never really studied the word with other guys consistently every week and that um, and then it just expanded from there to uh, I mentioned it to people at school and they are op- up for it and we did this before the pandemic zoom was just an easy way for us to meet during an evening sure yeah because you teachers have would be it's very hard to find a sliver of time um, to do other things so talk to the other christian educators that might be listening right now that might be saying man i wish that i knew where to begin or you know what is it that you could say to them to encourage them in their work right now well i think a huge connect the lord's put on my heart one of the many things through all this is connections and uh, i just think it's really important to connect with other other believers even if it's remote you know in minnesota and you're in another state uh, let's connect with email um i what i would tell people is you're not alone it might seem like you're alone but you're not i'm telling you every school has people who feel like they can't be expressive at all we're kind of taught in different subtle ways maybe by who know media could be anything that you can't there's the separation of church and state then you can't say anything (laughs) yeah and if they only actually studied what that was about they'd realize that thomas jefferson was just writing about protecting the church from the state not the state from the church because the state was set up based on the church all right I, we're running out of time, and I know we wanted to. I, I, I want to hear about the Christian Educators Association, which people can find out online. See Christian Educators Association 
International, I believe it is C-E-A-I dot O-R-G. Tell us about that. How's that been an encouragement to you, the Christian Educators Association? Well, again, when I put this uh, prayer breakfast, that was like put on my heart. I'm sure it was. (laughs) So I put this together and I was on a trip up north and I happened to run into these people in an ice cream shop in the middle of a small town and they had tent makers on their shirt. And, and 10 years ago, I wouldn't have said anything, but I, I asked and they're, uh, they're, they equip people to be educators. They train, they can do it in any state. So uh, the short story is they're connected with CEAI uh, and what CEAI does in the tent makers, they really educate, like you were just talking, Jim, about your rights as a, as a believer in school. There's a lot of things you can do. You can bring your Bible to school with you. You can if somebody asks you a question, you know, we could, CEI helps you uh, understand what you can and can't do. Um, and there's a whole, yeah, just take a look at the website. Yeah, and, CEAI.org. They have these things called Daniel Weekends where they can, where they really just equip you, drawing wisdom from educators to transform schools with God's love and truth. Christian educators, CEAI.org. All right. Now, come on, take a drink for a second. I was just waiting for him to Don't take t- one. I was, okay. Uh, you've got a passion, a ridiculous passion. You have to be passionate to have watched a football team for 60 years never win a Super Bowl. <laughs> that would be Vikings mm. for those that are listening and oh, not yet watching. Oh, yeah, those Minnesota Twins, they have at least won two World Series. <laughs> okay, you've got a passion that God has been blossoming in you for football, and you've got a podcast you've started, Faith Football Forever. Talk to us about that. Yeah, um, again, the Lord works, you know, in mysterious ways, as we say. Uh, I Variety events led me to somehow decide to write a book and See, there, Jeff Seaman is a very famous Viking and a very outspoken Christian. And, and I thought that's great. You know, all my life, I knew that pretty much since the 70s. But once it was on my heart to interview these guys, just and once I started down that road, it became life changing. That's where I received the Bible study invitation, you know, four years ago or whatever. And I started doing the interviews with these guys compiling their stories and there will be a book coming out uh, so former someday. football players stories all of them vikings or some of them from other teams um it, it's morphed into just whoever's willing to talk to me i really i have i just put a interview with a green bay packer what what <laughs> this interview is over this interview is there's, over there's no cheeseheads allowed to be talked about on this show just youtube you sure search that- faith football forever and it'll come up and and i what i like about it is jim martha is i'm i'm not a professional interviewer like you two are it's just we can all do something jim power of suggestion you mentioned francis chan i started reading a book of his and he's just the words are jumping off the page. You know, he say he says in his book, if you're not leading your, you know, people, discipling people, there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my Christian life, I wasn't leading. Well, now I am. I'm seeking him and he's doing amazing things in my life. I, I just, I hope you check out the, the, uh, the YouTube channel, Faith Football Forever, because we can all do something. We all have a passion and gifts where you can do something and it can be small, it can be big, or, yeah. you know. Excellent. Craig, if people want to get a hold of you online, maybe just email you. Maybe they're an educator somewhere else across the country, or maybe even somewhere else across the tundra there in Minnesota. How do people get a hold of you? Yeah, so they can, I'm sure they can go through you, Jim and Martha. Yes, they uh, can. But otherwise, just uh, Craig Olson with an E, 
I always say that. Yes. And the number six six at Hotmail. So that. So Craig Olson with an E six six at hotmail.com. And of course, if you ever want to get a hold of any guest that's on iWorkFrame, you can always just email me, Jim at iWorkFrame.com, Jim at iWork, the number four him.com. Also, don't forget we mentioned the Christian Educators Association. If you are a Christian educator, CEAI.org. Craig Olson, thanks for sharing a little bit of your story. You held back a little bit of that, but you shared a little of your story today. I'll have to get the book. Yeah, you'll have to get the book. Make sure you look for that in a future. Well, when you get ready to roll that book out, we'll probably have to bring you back on iWork for him to talk about it. Craig Olson, thank you for being on iWork for him today. Thank you, Jim and Martha. God bless. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, and our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I I work for him. him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit IWorkForHim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at I Work For Him and online, IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number number four, him.com.